0: You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin, Tatiana King-Jones, and Jeff J. Our show is edited and produced by DJ Ben Amin, and For All Nerds Show is a member of the Speakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website, are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash forallnerds. Welcome
1: to the Fan
2: Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle.
1: What's up y'all, welcome to another episode of the For All Nerd Show, the voice of the Urban Geek D. Place where we talk about geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And as always, it's your boy DJ Ben Amin, aka Halal Jordan, aka Hollywood Amin, aka Johnny Ray's The Ghost Rider, Ghost Rewriter, aka Smee aka Charlie Brownish, aka Lightworker here in the spaceship tonight. Like I said before, it's the For All Nerd Show. Butchered my new fresh name, but you know what else is new. And as always, I'm joined by.
0: Tatiana King jones the Grand Dash Tech, also known as Sean Jean-Luc Picard, Colleen Wingstop, Misty Knight Rider, Flex Luthor, Oprah Slimfrey, Dame Dinerdash, and Princess Preach.
1: Very nice, very nice. Oprah Slimfrey, as always, you know feels like deja vu in the spaceship right now, like a glitch in the Matrix even.
0: Oh boy.
1: <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. But we're welcome back in, back in as always, I guess. Yeah, it feels real weird right now. But you know, sitting in the third chair is.
2: It is your friend Jeff J, a.k.a. Miles Morassets, a.k.a. Penny Alla Parker, a.k.a. Green Eggs and Spider-Ham, a.k.a. The king in the North Face. And I might actually be the former king in the North Face after that screening. Yeah, man.
0: Because I I,
2: I met the actual king of the North Face. But anyway, a.k.a. Brainiac 5 Racks, (laughs) a.k.a. (laughs) Brother Deja Voodoo. Mm, Okay, okay. And that's about it.
1: Quite nice.
2: My Jesus loves me. Because I missed yesterday's taping.
0: Yeah. And only
2: by the grace of intervention did I get my second
0: chance. At my expense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, If I sound a little irritated, it's because we. this is actually is Groundhog Day for at least Ben and I. Because we did record this episode already. However, due to technical difficulties, we have to re-record all over again. So... I probably will be repeating myself, even though you guys don't know I'm repeating myself.
1: Like I said before, it's a glitch in the matrix, but we're back. You know, we're here. Hope everyone out there is having a great week. Thanks to Jeff and Tatiana for joining us again. Make sure y'all subscribed on iTunes, all those great places. I won't go through the list right now. We'll get right into it because, like we said, it's been a huge week for us. And today, now it's today when you hear this episode, Into the Spider-Verse. Is in theaters, popping,
0: popping, walking, so, and dropping. Since I felt like I, I talked my, I know you guys don't know this, but I talked a lot about this. But Jeff is <laughs>
1: just to keep letting them know you're. You're not even gonna give them anything She's that you up. gave them already. No,
0: no. We, I, I want Jeff since he is the resident Spider-Man expert to really take the take the wheel on this and explain to the people how you felt about Spider-Verse.
2: Is this a Jeff J. Take the Wheel segment?
0: I, I mean, for I, a minute. You know, I, I think got for a minute, say. not the whole, You know, I'm just
1: yeah, saying. Let's yeah, not get over <laughs> All
2: right, everybody relax, first of all, because I can drive. And let's not put that, into the, that energy into the universe. Secondly, um, yo, I watched this movie, and, you know, I reacted here and there, but I was locked in and... After like the last end credit scene, that was like the that, and of course, if I we have to tell you by now, stay for the credits. Um, I feel sorry for your mother, Mm. but after that that post credit scene, it solidified to me. And I've had a couple of days to sit on it. That that's the best Spider Man movie ever. Mm.
0: It's the
2: best Spider Man movie ever. Mm. It was an excellent adaptation of into the spider into the spider verse the original spider verse from last year the way that they flipped the story to fit a movie and to fit an animated movie at that Mm -hmm. it was incredible and in some ways was better than spider verse and the current spider getting that's going on Um, one of the things and 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 pardon me if i'm still still stealing your thunder um well I I I'll I'll say this. Every iteration of the Spider Totem or the the guardians or the people who have been chosen to become Spider-men and women, every iteration hit on that screen. Absolutely. Everyone got their shine. Everyone had a shared trauma that you don't really associate with Spider-Man. Like, you know the whole Uncle Ben story, but when you see how everybody got there and that shared trauma, that shared experience where you literally see them drawn to each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know? that That's something that really resonated with me. And I know the whole promo has been centered around anybody can be under the mask. And that's something that wow the late stan lee Mm,
0: has always said
2: that the one and he came out in an interview years ago and said it that was the one thing about having a full-bodied um fully covered character from head to toe where you don't see anything no face it's not a half mask it's not you don't see his arms you don't he's just under a whole suit that it could be anybody it doesn't matter race gender creed anything you can be spider-man and all these characters throughout that movie, they were their own spider man and women. And they all mattered. And they all will resonate with somebody different in the, in the crowd and in mm. the audience, yeah. which ties back to what he said. Um, yo, that story was just...
0: <laughs> it bugged me out. Like One yeah. of the things that I touched on a lot with my conversation with Ben was the fact that this story... The film, it's a an incredible full-bodied art piece. It's not mm. something that could, to me, could be contained in one genre. Um, I mean, you could say, okay, it's animated, but it's so much more than that. And it went beyond any expectation and went beyond any iteration or imagination. Whatever thought that I had, it would be, it mm. completely blew that out of the water. And... Really, for the people who doubted it or even had that thought of, well, why would Miles Morales get an animated film? Why everybody else gets live action? You will eat your words with some hot sauce. Seven course meal.
2: When you see this, <laughs> you see this film,
0: I have honestly never seen a film like this from the different types of the mixed medium used in mm. the film itself. Um, CG. CG. Um, photorealism live action um there are some pieces of that in there anime like just the sheer amount of mediums used and the fact that it was used so expertly and actually worked and not not only did it just work and it looked cool it felt good it felt cool it felt like the choices that they were making artistically drove the story as well and and vice versa uh when you look at the way that the the script itself the writing was phenomenal ben i know you mentioned to me uh, chris uh phil lord wrote the script
1: yep phil lord wrote the script and something else that i definitely want to touch on and talk about is the fact that the production design is done by justin thompson the art direction mm-hmm. was dean gordon and patrick o'keefe then there's a whole long list of animators etc involved in this but we were talking about how the art uses all these different mediums. But even uh, Sony has already applied for a patent on everything because they use the technique where every cell, every... Um, uh, frame? God, frame? Pixel? Thank you. No, not pixel. Oh, okay. Every frame was done uh, computer-generated and then hand-drawn <coughs> animation over every frame. And it's all these little things. Like, when we left the theater, we were thinking that it was a 3D image we saw in certain shots where it looked like you needed to be wearing 3D glasses. But then I was reading on it, and they were talking about how that was more just about separation, color separation that happens in old school comic books where the red and the greens don't match up exactly right, and it creates this ghosting color image. And it was all that technical stuff we could talk about all day as well. But like Jeff said, the story and the fact that you see this Afro-Latino character who's a, on animation. That's something because I've already been talking about it with people offline, and people are like, yo, I still wish, you know, they loved it, but they're like, yo, I still wish this was live action. And I'm like, that would be great. But this is also amazing to see because we have a Afro-Latino character in <laughs> animation that you don't get to see very often. I mean, you had, well, no, definitely not. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm lost. I'm sure I'm missing some. So, this, <laughs> and so I wasn't really done.
0: I wasn't really done. I just okay. wanted to throw that part in there because, <laughs> you know, I was, going, I was going to fall back. For a little I mean, bit. you I wasn't know, really you done. know. Uh, but I move. know, we, 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 I mean, we're, we're clamoring, we're all clamoring to speak on this because of the sheer importance of this film. At the end of the day, this film is incredibly important uh, for, for, for various reasons, whether you're talking about just the fact of the rep- representation, whether you're talking about from a technical perspective, uh, it's This is an award-winning project beyond anything else that you've seen before. And I want people to understand that and really make it a point to go see this movie. While we were there in the theater, we met up with people who said this was already their second or more time seeing it. And they just happened to say, yeah, man, I'm, I'm about to go see it again right after this. And we were like, oh, maybe you'll be a little extra. But no, we understood. It's This type of film is the type of film where oddly enough it does really cater to everybody you can find some type of story or or arc in it that resonates with you uh the fact that it's a full body work that features a prominent character of color and the fact that not only do you get to learn about that character you get to learn about the different spider people or the other spider heroes. And you get to learn more about the Spider-Verse. You also get to learn more about Miles's family. And while it would be amazing to see some more of that, the fact that you get to see that, uh, I, I believe they were considered blue-collar working family and how they interact with each other in Brooklyn, in New York, in modern day setting, that's amazing. And the fact that you couple all that with cultural items and artifacts such as music. The music and the score was incredible. The music that they even chose in certain scenes, it was just it was just so authentic and so real and I I just felt so close to the film overall. So it's just something that is it's something that you would love immediately. I fell in love with it within the first 10 minutes of the movie.
2: So when I um at my job, y'all know I'm at BR I work with a lot of graphic designers and they asked me about it and I was like, yo, y'all, <laughs> all of y'all of are going to love it from a design perspective because you had multiple, at least five or six different types of animation at once existing on screen, which is something I've never seen before. If I have, then I I, I don't remember, but I, I, I haven't seen that before, right? Secondly... This that that just yeah that first off with that yeah I'm I'm like frazzled right now that that whole animation aspect secondly if you're from New York
0: yeah this is going
2: to be a little bit extra for you because when I say this is new, a New York Spider-Man movie there's so many subtle hints and and because this is a, a non sport this is a spoiler review a non spoiler review excuse me where we're not spoiling I can't say it without spoiling it. Right. Subtle, the subtleties. If you're from New York and when you hear this review, you'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. From his family to things that he does yes. is super New York. Third, it was we were watching a live moving comic book. Yes, there were parts of the there were parts from dialogue and things that they highlighted. It was like watching a moving comic book. Like if you opened a comic book or you were watching reading a digital comic, where where it was video, but like as you turn the pages, stuff you would just act frame by frame, um, block by block, scene by scene. It's ill and it's all seamless. There's nothing jarring about it. It all fits and it and and it all matters. There's no wasted movement. Um one one thing I will say, we even got versions of Peter Parker that you've you haven't seen before. You have versions of Peter Parker and, and and the um Jack Johnson, who plays Peter in Spider-Verse, uh, you listen to interviews and stuff like that, he said that this is a different type of Spider-Man that you're used to. I didn't even understand that until I saw the Spider-Man. And once again, this is a veteran Spider-Man, and I'll leave it at that, <laughs> right? This is a veteran Spider-Man. And once again, when you hear his origin story, it you will understand why this is the type of Spider-Man that you probably haven't seen before. What you said, Tatiana, about the award season. Yeah. A hot take from me. I know, I know academies and stuff be, be trying to like shit on animated films. This animated, is a certified yeah. best picture movie.
0: Yes. Agreed. I
2: Agreed. think it, I think it deserves some votes and if it, if it, and probably because of it coming out now, it, 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 it Best picture-wise, um, I'd like to see how that shakes out for the Oscars and, and um, the Globes. I'd just like to see how that shakes out because, yo, yeah. if you are a fan of a good story, if you're a big fan of comics, this, this this might be the best comic book movie of the year.
0: This is a good Whoa, movie wow. of the year, period. This is one of the best movies of the year, period.
2: Movies, movie period. And, and if you want to go to comic book genre, yes. Including the Blick Panther, including Infinity War, including um, for those of you who like Deadpool, for those of you who like Venom, um, including Aquaman, Woo. all of them. I, 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 that would be my hot take. I think this was the best one of the year.
1: Okay, it is hot in here. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, I won't agree to that. I, I do think it's a great, you know, incredible important everything as far as like as important Black Panther was I think this film was on the same level
2: um I don't think it's really on the same level culturally it's, it's, it's there uh, but I think black, black Panther went I mean Black Panther was super black this I, was like New yeah. York black this was super black this is <laughs> Black. It's black.
0: Diaspora <laughs> Black. Yeah, yeah, it was Diaspora
2: Black. That should be a... That's going to be the a future episode title, Diaspora Black. Krayon. But in another
1: way, this uh, movie is as important and culturally as important because it's also very young and very Black at the same time, and very Afro-Latino and young. And that's something that Black Panther got with Shuri maybe, but not with the you know main cast of the film. While the main cast of this film... Is centered around the young, you know, and like even as we were talking about the music, it goes from instrumental trap and stuff to new artists. I swear I heard Juice World up in there, some other cats. So it's all over the place, Vicky. but, you know, giving you very, wait, what, who?
0: Biggie.
1: Oh, yes, yeah,
2: Big. Oh, I thought you okay. said Iggy. I was gonna say, yeah. I No damn that motherfucker. Absolutely
0: not. I was yeah.
2: like, yo, what? Did I fall asleep yeah. yeah,
1: I must have missed that. I must have blinked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it, I think it's up there. I'm not sure about but I think it definitely should win the best animated film from the animated films that I've seen this year. I, I think it'd be a that'd be a tough one for the Oscars to go ahead because boy Pixar would turn around mad as hell. If oh well, you put this, yeah, I know. Well, but nah, well, just,
0: oh, oh, freaking well! Like back, back, to, the, back uh, to the argument we've had early this year about how, at least my argument about how the Oscars have generally treated animated films, superhero films, quote unquote. And the fact that they came out with that stupid, now defunct category of popular film because no. my, my my thing is they should all they should these films transcend the these films transcend so many different lines social lines cultural lines and then when you have a film like this that that's that's diving into like damn near every medium like you can't like once one day and today may be the day but one day all your arbitrary rules are not going to make any sense.
2: Well, people still have to watch it. I think there's a deeper dive that needs to go into really explaining to the community and people who aren't in the know how the voting works, how people are selected to vote in certain categories. Because that all matters, you know, and how you're classified to vote in certain, like there's people who are eligible to vote in multiple, but can only vote in one category. Yeah, so there, there's things like that 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 maybe need to change or 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 whatever in order for it to get that recognition.
0: But and there's also things like that happen with it, which is similar to how the Grammy voting works, where the people don't necessarily have to know anything about that genre or that film itself. They could they just have the ability to vote for it. Sometimes they they'll do things like pass it off to assistants and be like, "You go vote for it." Uh, Because I don't know what to do. I haven't seen this movie or whatever the case may be. It happens with the Grammys, too. Why do you think certain Grammys go to people who win? And you're kind of sitting there like, how did that happen? It's because a lot of these folks have the ability to vote in these categories that they know nothing about.
1: This is quite
2: true. Sounds like America.
1: Yep. and also uh before we get out of here i want to say that like to me revolutionary like not only is it important culturally also technically it does a lot of things that i don't think have been done as far as animation before. innovation yeah innovation and all that so it definitely deserves all those type of awards but like as far as an animated film winning a best picture you know like i said pixar would be quite mad you know toy story 3 a lot of Toy Stories were great films that never got those type of nominations. They did win Best Animated, but...
0: What happens when the year comes where an animated film really is the best picture? There's no random indie movie that comes out on the back. It really is the best picture.
2: You need to have know. an animated film in foreign See? language that's See? Oscar-based.
0: <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. It's always an excuse.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm just Spider-Man. I-, I just can't... You know, I don't... I- is this better than every other movie of the year?
0: Well, I don't. I, I, you could say mean, that about Black Panther, though. Wrong, I didn't say it was better. I said it should be up for contention of one of the okay. best movies of the year. Okay. Right? I
1: could. I could. A say nomination. That. I could say that. I could see that. Wreck It Ralph, mad as hell. Oh my. I would be Second mad Ralph,
2: too if <laughs> that to come Ralph out this year. It was
0: dope, but it wasn't the best movie of the year. She was getting
2: true. wrecked by a bunch of spider people. Oh,
1: let's not go that far. You know they're both good movies, folks.
0: <laughs> no, it, good oh, movies. You gotta go see Record Ralph though if you haven't seen it. Though.
2: Good movies on both <laughs> sides. Just one yeah. side is better.
0: Record Ralph, <laughs> this one, Record Ralph breaks the internet is better than the first Record Ralph, FYI.
1: Yes, easily, easily. Yes.
2: What do A- y'all? What do y'all give the movie grade wise?
0: Uh, Spider Verse. Oh,
2: Yo.
1: oh.
0: A A plus 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 plus. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. A plus to the max.
2: On the, on the, on the he, he passed the curve. <laughs> no curve.
1: Breaking the curve.
2: Breaking the curve. Bell you, mad that, you, you mad as hell because that, you mad as hell because it got an A plus plus and you got the 65 and thought you would get the B. No, like, you, damn, no. yo, why don't you go take another class?
1: you getting no. a 66. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more of the show.
2: Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School, and when I'm not directing, writing, and producing, and editing, and spending time with my kids, I'm listening to For All Nerds. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Kriegmer, a.k.a. Jigsaw, from allhiphop.com, and when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world of hip-hop culture, I'm watching For All Nerds.
0: Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Kelly Robbins Hicks, executive producer of Random Acts of Blindness, and when I'm not making white people mad as hell, I'm listening to the For All Nerds show.
2: Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one-third of the friend zone, and when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Stryker, I am listening to For All Nerds.
1: places better podcasts are found as well as well blip 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 i was so good for a second there so good so smooth you know i have my whole quiet storm going on folks but whatever make sure you're following us on you know the twitter it's all the internets instagram wherever else you know for all nerds you got it you good got it. everybody good Yeah. Yeah. All right, we roll. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. You know, into the Spider Verse. I'm hype. I'm really hoping, though, for real, though. Like, I want people to go see this. Bring your families with you. You know, make this that event because this movie is ill. You know, and I'm not sure how much promotion it's really gotten. You know, that's my one worry for this joint, Spider Verse. Because
2: yeah. Okay. I I thought I've seen I've seen a lot of like.
0: I've seen Who'd a lot of stuff for it. You know, I, they didn't blow the it out
2: the box. Pause. But you know, I I I feel like I've seen it. <laughs> Shit, the way Instagram acts, every time I say the word spider, I see another damn ad.
1: Okay. Well, you know. Well,
0: I that's because so. Instagram's plugged into your cerebrum. But Sh- yeah, Chill, don't,
2: don't, your don't talk don't talk, it, yeah, yeah. don't talk too loud. It's, don't it's talk hearing. too loud. Don't talk too loud. But you. no,
0: but I, I I have seen people complain that they felt like they haven't seen a lot of promotion around it and 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 Granted, it's technically not even out yet. Uh, it's not wide release yet. There have there are several theaters that are playing it, including when I was near Baltimore uh, last weekend. It was definitely playing in a regular theater, and I know that it's happening you know multiple times over across the U.S. So, um, I I don't know what the case is, but but to say that there's absolutely no promo, that's not true. But no, no,
1: I didn't say no promo. I didn't say I didn't say, you did say that. I'm just yeah. I'm
0: just talking in general that people yeah. have said that. That being said, um, it, obviously there could be more, but I think they're going to ramp it up, what, next week? This time next week? Uh, you probably can't be- get away from it.
1: I mean, let's hope so, because it's dropping today, right? December 14th?
2: Well, by the time people hear it, it'll by be out, but it's dropping yeah, tonight. it'll be it'll Record be in, real, yeah, in, in our real time.
1: Yeah, right now. People are in the theater right now experiencing that greatness. Well, please go see and that. Your movie. Own- Damn. Yeah, I mean, let, yeah, I mean, thank you. Let's, let's say us for real, just straight up and down. Please go see this movie. Uh huh. And you know, right now you're experiencing this greatness, and it's time for one of my favorite segments of the show. The guac is extra.
0: The
1: guac is extra. The frequently asked questions, Mm-hmm. where we answer <sighs> each and every listener question. Hit us up at contact at fambros. Oh, wow. Wow.
0: Five dollars in the jar. Five dollars in the jar. Five (laughs) dollars. Just (laughs) make sure
2: that you don't spend it on anything uh, that's, you know what I mean?
0: No, don't, no, don't take $5 the in the Patreon, okay? You're going to have to sign up to your own Patreon, my bro.
2: You're going to sign up for one
0: month. <laughs> I, I got it, I
1: got it. To give us it. our
2: Pat-
1: $5. $5. Patreon dot right, Patreon.com slash ForAllNerds. You know, y'all can contribute just like I'm about to. <laughs> because it is contact at ForAllNerds.com. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: is yo, your problem? yo you gotta leave all of these in yo
1: <laughs> all of these is, tonight is the it problem? is it, you know like i say it's a glitch in the matrix when you do you know it's like you're it's like it's it's not working but anyway this is a geek when he asks questions We answer all y'all questions send them in what do we have up first tonight
0: first up comes from dan <laughs> knuckles by way of bemo brown they write why didn't thanos thanos Create double resources instead of killing half of everybody.
1: Mm, man, all right.
0: I feel B, do you like... want to answer this again? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Jeff has to say first, um, and
2: then
1: I'll just and then I'll just notice it. Why?
2: Why didn't Hitler just hold meetings before killing and committing Wait. genocide? Why? Wow. Why didn't? um I, What? He's a villain, bro. Like, he wasn't thinking um <laughs> Well, don't say like that's not a,
0: a valid question, but... Yeah, that's a valid Yeah, question. because but you know what? A,
2: that's a rational question. Yeah. Look into Thanos' eyes. You tell me if you see a rational man. This man has been tormented by death and destruction his entire life, and his only solace is knowing that he can bring peace to the world by wiping out the other half of it. All right, that,
1: that that's a good answer, but I, I, I'll, I'll also add on to it the idea that he's been on this mission, like you said, he's been around death and destruction his whole life. He saw his world go down, and so he's been on this mission well before he has any of the Infinity Stones. He's always about eliminating half the people to reduce the people, and he doesn't feel, he feels that if he does give people, perhaps he feels this. In the comics, this was explained. In in the comics, it's explained that he feels that if he gives people more resources, they'll just burn those up. Just the same. But if he culls half of the people away at once, they'll remember. And enough people remember to be like, okay, we got to do something else. Mm -hmm. And so he's been on that plan since before he gets any of the stones. So that's always his plan. So it's never like, yo, I'm just going to, you know do this other shit. It's always about that. And then when he gets the stones, it's like, yes, finally I can really do it. And then Thor comes down, puts the axe in his chest, and he ain't got time to think about it anymore. It's like, you know, snap your fingers and do your (laughs) stuff.
2: And you can dust them all by yourself. Let me see you dust them. (laughs) (laughs) And,
1: and, And like you said, Jeff, (laughs) <laughs> he said, the, "My favorite moment is from the comics. Is from Sauron and Spider Man. I know you know this. Oh one. yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's a, it, Sauron is a comic book character who's like a pterodactyl man. He's like he's a, a scientist a too. That, yeah, he's a scientist who's turned himself into a dinosaur man, and and Spider and he wants to turn the whole world into dinosaur men like himself." And Spider-Man is like, yo, you could save the world. You could cure cancer. You could do anything. You're, you're just smart to turn people into dinosaurs. And he's like, yeah, but I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like, yeah. My God.
1: And people always get mad at that. But it's also, you know, that's pretty much Thanos. But, you know, I don't want to get people But that's also
0: straightforward, dust. right? Right. Yeah. That's also straightforward. And, and similarly, what that reminds me of is just the general lack of nuance for villains in both in comics particularly in marvel and dc and and other places because when you look at these villains these main villains they are they tend to um lean towards the extreme to 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 put it very
1: okay oh and see here's another argument to that that we didn't even talk about it though um thanos at the same time is just another reflection of what you know, Captain America and Iron Man were doing. Like they are also very extreme in their own ways. And Iron Man is always like, yo, you know, I'll do anything to protect this world. You know, right, anything.
0: Right. And, and Thanos
1: is like, I'll do anything to eliminate half the universe.
0: From a villainous perspective, the extremes, if you think about it, if you look at people like Lex Luthor, yeah. you look at people like uh we talk about Thanos, we look at people like uh Ray Shagul, like they're not like, well, we can maybe rehabilitate people <laughs> and teach them a little bit. They're like, no, Gotham is corrupt. Wipe out the whole thing. It's very, yeah. how they say, you know, things like, oh, well, the Roman Empire went down because they, they, they got too big and bad for themselves. So too bad and bougie. And, mm-hmm. and it's the same situation. If you, if you keep, and, and I feel like someone could write a thesis about this, but if you really look at each of these major villains, that they tend to all fall in that, Extreme category where it's just like it doesn't make sense for us to try to rehabilitate or rejuvenate, let's eliminate. Mm.
2: Okay, Jesse, mm.
1: mm-hmm. for real, right?
2: We are you are somebody, don't fit. Oh, I'm just <laughs> yo. Th- Thanos is basically the Alonzo morning, except meme in infinity form, <laughs> yeah, just, like, just mm, nodding yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: um, Everybody gotta go. <laughs>
2: Some of y'all can stay, though. Yeah. Uh,
0: All right. The next question comes from Scriberisms. They write, which character is your go-to in Smash Brothers? I'm a fan of King K. Rule.
1: All right. Off the bat, I've never ever played Smash Brothers. Disrespectful.
0: Wild disrespectful.
1: Not one game.
0: At Nobody Crib.
1: Never. Not once in my life. At Nobody House Party. Just... No, I once saw it at a a joint where they were playing video games, but I've never played it. I have, you know, that's a question I wanted to ask. Have they ever brought back Bomberman?
0: Like recently? I mean, they've brought it back multiple times, but like.
1: But not for the Switch or anything like after that? Like, I mean, right before that? I can't remember the last time I robbed some Bomberman. Why is that your favorite? Hell, no! Bomberman's update though. Bomberman was like, bom- yo, because I'll tell you this: Bomberman was one of them games when you like, when I was first saw it. I was like, "Fuck this game! I'll never play this. This is the worst." Oh, are you serious? Is- I mean, you know, looking at it it was so basic at the time compared to other games that I that I was rocking. It's fucking Just looking Bomberman at the
0: though, and yes, it's on the Switch. It's on every. Oh, it's on nice. every platform actually. Nice.
1: Okay. <laughs> it came well, out yeah. Last that- year, but
0: um, uh, uh, well, my go-to. Oh, well, I have. Been playing Smash Brothers religiously, pretty much since it came ever first came out. My go-to, or excuse me, my main has always been Kirby. (laughs) And if you are a Kirby hater, fight cheesy,
2: cheesy ass
0: fight
1: Kirby eat people. Yeah, man.
0: Yes, Kirby, Kirby, Kirby is the rogue of the Smash Brothers. Kirby is using the Warriors in two K. Okay, Kirby is the rogue of the Smash Brothers pantheon because Kirby can. and what's the word I'm looking absorb for? You. Um, absorb you. Absorb. Absorb everybody's powers. powers. So not that you... Nice. He, not he picks up everything, but Xing he picks up Xing. enough where he, it's a problem.
1: Nice.
0: So, and I, I flush with Kirby, and he could semi-float fly. Uh, the only problem comes when you get real high damage, because then when that happens, you out of there. But that's not the point. Mm. Kirby. What about you? Jim? Well,
2: I haven't played a Smash Brothers in a while. Um, looking forward to when I when I find some time to play the new one. Um, when I did play, I used Link for obvious yeah, Link reasons. Link is
0: solid. Link is solid. I now use, I to use Dark Link. Link I just
2: like yo, oh yeah. I probably use. I probably use Dark Link. Um, either him or I know Ryu's in the game or Ryu. Pardon me, my unsophisticated self. Um, probably the probably one of them.
0: All right, all right. The next question is a lot of game questions this week. Uh, the first, the next. Well, actually, no. Let me skip over that to get to one that pissed me off. This one comes from. <laughs> this one comes from Urban Guy Gen Thirteen, aka Guardian of the Galaxy Seven, aka Brobot, aka Aquafina Man.
1: Guardian write, of the Galaxy Seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, Guardian of the Galaxy Seven. The, the, the phone.
0: Samsung Galaxy <laughs> Seven
1: he could have gone for the shoe. There's a Galaxy sneaker.
0: I would have yeah. I would have never thought about the shoe. But anyway, the question goes. First off, I want to say that Sonic poster is trash. And second, would it be so difficult to base a video game movie within the world that it was created for or do they feel like they <laughs> or do they feel like live action means that they always have to be pulled into the real world?
1: Um, okay. First of all, since they asked this question. They released another poster, and at this point, it just feels like they're trolling. <laughs> like at this point, it, it, it just feels like the this biggest troll got ever to be
0: trolling. And and Ben, I know you didn't believe me when I was saying it to you, and you saw the posters, and now you see this is not a joke. I wish. I mean, it's a joke, but it's not a joke because Sonic
2: looks like a chinchilla. Okay. <laughs>
1: His legs. So,
0: are no. So Sonic. Long. This. First of all, let me explain something to you. Sonic the Hedgehog as a character is already an uh, anthropomorphic hedgehog, okay? They made him more cartoony so that it it fit within the video game world. But the way he ended up and the way he is now, it's fine. For you to then turn around and basically turn him into a furry, remove his gloves, take off his Jordans and put on some K-Swisses, give him runner's legs... (laughs) <laughs> Runner's
1: yeah, really extra and long, then
0: like... with the way they they propose this teaser poster he's he's completely shrouded in, sh- in shadow and then it's just like why does he look like for people who play the game why does he look like sonic the werehog why Ooh. is this happening because that is an actual game that happened that, that not a lot of people care about uh, and, and for great for good reason why would you do this my First of all, I didn't want this movie to, to begin with. I know we always talk about a lot of things, like give certain things a chance, but but here's my thing. Um, live action with video games have not always proven to be the best uh, in terms of translation. Are there
1: any good ones? Uh,
0: and, and, fol- and folks, we're not talking about animated stuff because nope. if, if, when we talk about video games is a form of animation. So yeah. for it to be a cartoon or anime, it's, it's not that much of a leap. I'm talking about live action. All right?
1: Uh, the Dead or Alive joint was like... The what?
0: Oh, my God.
1: It, it was terrible good. Good and terrible. That That's how I described that movie. Here's
0: my other issue.
1: Good and terrible.
0: I assumed, wrongly, that if they were going to do this movie that I didn't want in the first place, that they would do it more along the lines of Detective Pikachu. Whereas... That is technically live action. Well, it is live action, right? You have the CG version of Pikachu, which they've enhanced a bit so it could quote-unquote work in the real world, but it still maintains the, the full understanding of what a Pokemon and Pikachu and the rest of them is. And then it's just standing next to a regular life person. I assume they do the same thing. We've seen character models from Record Ralph, <laughs> which is more cartoony. We've seen character models from um, um, fan-made films that looked amazing. Oh. Why would you do this?
1: I got another question. Um, Okay, we're all of various generations, but all of us pretty much grew up playing Sonic, hardcore. Like, I remember when the first Sonic dropped and they were dissing Mario, like Crash. Later came around and dissed both of them. So it's like, why? That's my question. Who is this for? Who, who, you know, is this like, yo, Sonic B, I can't wait for that movie to come out, son. Tell Yo, son. me, but Yo, what if they did a sodded movie? Here's, son, here's what's... like has that conversation listen, ever happened? Listen,
0: listen, listen, listen. Now, listen. This is what's worse. In an interview with the director, No tails, son, no, they got to tails. No, they're to No, 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 no. In an interview with the director, and when the, they asked him, what was your, what was your thoughts around building this new character model? This ninja says. Um, we needed to make him more realistic. One, why and why? Two, in doing that, we wanted to do things like update his eyes. Because if you know Sonic, he technically has one eye, two pupils. It's always worked. Nobody has ever questioned it. But for some reason, this fool wants to change that and give him two eyes, I guess. Whatever. As this is happening, they said they're bringing these models to Sega and Sega is saying, nah, B, we're not feeling it sega is saying we are not with the shits and they were like well you know they just got used to it hell to the no 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 this is trash dumpster fire burn it with fire absolutely not
1: no some somewhere someone was smoking trees and be like yo son shadow though wait till they do the shadow movie someone no no that's what i mean like (sighs) where in what world
2: I'm sorry, anyway. I'm trying to see Robotnik go
0: crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim Carrey being Robotnik, I can see. Robotnik is a human. He's shaped like an egg, but he's a I, human. So whatever.
1: I, I, let, let, me, let me stop for a minute. Isn't his villain name Dr. Light? Or is Dr. Light
2: who creates it? That's Mega.
0: That's, that's Mega Man. Oh, that's
2: Mega Man. That's, oh, that's so. Rock Man. No,
0: Robotnik. Robotnik. Rock, right, Eggman, Rockman, Rock Man. Not Rock Man, excuse me. Eggman is, is Robotnik's other name. But the, the ninja's name is... The ninja is a human, so who cares?
1: Wait,
2: Robotnik, Robo- Doctor Robotnik. Villain? Yes, Doctor yeah. Robotnik. The, I the forgot what they called sh- him in the literally cartoon. Literally
0: like an egg. He has this giant mustache. He basically looks like an offshoot of Doctor Wily. Okay, but let's we'll be we'll be real. But he Dr. is man
2: real ni- real name Evo Robotnik.
0: Oh gosh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just getting more upset, and I don't
1: want to talk yo, about it. Yo, son, they gotta treat the lore right, though. You know what I mean, this is Sonic, yo. They gotta make sure. He's Russian,
0: okay. Anyway, I, I can't, I can't do that.
2: Robotnik, <laughs> dos <Dosvedanya>, hedgehog.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine if they did that? I, I oh my god. Okay, I'm getting, I'm, I'm really with Jim Carrey's
2: it now. voice.
1: If he dies, he dies.
2: Let me show you something. <laughs> Let's just say you have a ring, and you lose all of them. You have a you have a what was it? You have a chaos emerald. You have one chaos emerald, two chaos emeralds.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm like so upset and so cr- dying right now. For.
2: Yo, you're going through pain right now.
0: I I am, I, but anyway, yeah. and I'm not even the biggest Sonic fan. I'm just I'm just appalled. This is I don't know who is. This is this is.
2: <laughs> oh, back when Sonic dropped, there were stands. Sonic yeah. had stands back in the day.
1: But that's what I'm saying. Are those stands really like, yo, son? If they did a Sonic movie, really?
2: That's why when they came out with Venom, I understood it.
0: My brother's a huge Sonic fan. I mean, lifelong Sonic fan. And he was looking forward to the movie. And there's mad people <laughs> looking forward to the movie who are a Sonic Team for Life. Or, excuse no, me, Sega no Team for brother. Life. Sonic and Sega Respect. Team for Life. So, I. But, all right. It's, it's, it's... This is terrorism. But anyway. Um, <laughs> don't let the terrorists win. <laughs> don't let the terrorists win. The next question comes from Share Creative 22. They write What's the most disturbing game you've ever played? I was talking with a buddy of mine and Dante's Inferno came up. I played my fair share of over-the-top hack and slashers filled with demons and monsters, but this one takes the cake. Dante's Inferno is filled with things like babies with blades for hands that come out of nipples. And there's even a point in the game where you're fighting Lucifer while his eggplant emoji and peanut emoji swings freely. Mm. So uh, what's the most disturbing game you've played, Benami?
1: Uh I'ma let once again let Jeff start off. I wanna <laughs> see where he where he goes with this.
2: I don't know what y'all I'd into. A first of all. I don't know what y'all into into, because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'll be playing the Merotica games and shit, but um I'm trying to Erotica. think the most Yeah dog. I'm trying to think what's what <clears throat> excuse me the most disturb yo, I tell you this much. I didn't play most of it, but that VR Resident Evil, Hell I'm no. good. Mm. Oh, I tested Hell it out no. 2017 Comic-Con. Nope. I tested it out. Yo, I felt like I was in a horror flick. Yeah. Somebody was coming from behind me. Okay. I hear the footsteps. I turned my head. Yo, <laughs> she's right there <laughs> sitting next to me caressing my calf and I'm losing points. On my, I'm losing health points. <laughs> Yo, there's, like, a part where, like, it's, like, old people looking for you, and you hear them walking above you, and they sneak around, and then they all of a sudden they bust out of somewhere, and you're running, and you're in a crawl space, and you got... What? Yo, 20 minutes, I took it off, and I shook everybody's hand and said, you have a fine game on you. I will never play this game again. That um, v- VR Resident Evil yeah, no. was too intense for me.
0: No. Uh, forget VR. Just the regular... 2d i horror games are not my ministry okay i don't do that i don't seek them out i could barely sit there and side game with somebody because it's, it's just too much and it's just it's just no i'm not with it so the disturbing games i've played were like things that in hindsight is like oh that's disturbing not like babies killing you. no 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 oh okay if you think about it this way um like, uh, that snake eater stuff. <laughs> anything, anything that's made by Hideo Kojima is disturbing.
1: Hmm. I, I don't... snake. Yeah, okay. No, no, I, I would definitely agree with that. Because even, like, Metal Gear is disturbing in its own way. Yeah. And I was saying that the games... I don't play those type of games that uh, they were describing in this question. Because that reminds me of, like, the anime. That reminds me of, like, what is it? Dark City... And all that hentai, hentai, hentai stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, eh, I'm good. I remember, and, and, and no shots. But, you know, I remember when I was first dating an anime and people would bring that to me and be like, yo, this that joint. And I was like, you like this? Like, <laughs> dark overlord. And they're like, I'm like,
2: word. It's like, y'all dudes never like, seen no pussy in your life. Right.
1: You didn't use yo, that I hadn't seen it in my life at that time, and I was still word. Scared.
2: I ain't even seen it. I'm like, I don't see it like this.
1: <laughs> yeah, not
0: like this,
1: not like this. But yeah, go to
2: Playboy play like anybody my... else, like a normal human being.
0: <sighs> thank <laughs> you. Well, first of all, we're not going to hentai shame people, okay? All right,
2: all right, it's, sister all soldier. Right. But
1: it, but we're at not twelve, that. at twelve, can I can I shame a twelve year old for bringing that around me? Absolutely. Okay, what? You. Can they, sh- can sh- they shouldn't be I, that
2: anyway. Heard you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That, that's I'm all I'm argue. saying. That's all I'm saying. When I'm 12 and a 12-year-old brings that to me, nah, bro, nah, that, was, that wasn't right. But anyway, like I said, I, I've never played those type of games. The games that I find most disturbing, it's just like the horror that I find most disturbing. The stuff that makes you think about it well after the fact. Word. And like the one from this moment that got me this year was uh, God of War. And I, I, can I spoil this now? No, no I, mean, no, I haven't. I haven't uh, finished it. Sorry. Okay, sorry. All right, then. Sorry All right, it. well,
0: God of War is one of them. Another one we talked Hurts. about that, yeah. that in hindsight is disturbing is Katamari, which oh, is super. actually incredibly cute. What I is love that? it. But Ben Ben made the point to me that, you know, when you're rolling up buildings and people, they be screaming and shit. And I'm just like, but as they be cute rolling. screams. They be like, ah. Like, <laughs> and then as you're rolling and they them.
1: And just keep screaming. And then this dope-ass <laughs> music's playing in the background and you're just rolling around like, yo, can you be quiet? I'm like listening to the soundtrack.
0: Right I think now. it's hilarious. And I be like, oh, that's cute. She's shaking. She's having a seizure on this little shit. Like, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's roll up keep the world. Going.
1: Yeah, I swore I was trying to roll up Neptune on that joke. Can't, can't you roll up some type of sea monster you grab of? Like, yeah, yeah, you can monster. You can roll
0: up any, yes.
1: Contents.
0: Then hey, I mean, anything is possible in Katamari. Anything is possible. And, with, and speaking like, of, for Kevin those, for those who that? don't, say what? I've never played it. Say what?
2: what? I've never played the game. I don't know what that you is. never played Katamari? What is it? Where
0: you,
1: you're this little ball, you're actually a prince pushing a little ball. But you push this ball around and roll up everything in the world. You start off like on a table what? and picking up pencils and stuff. And then as your ball grows, you start picking up the table. What system is you that pick on? Up the
0: house. Every system. It w- well, it used, it used to be, to be on PlayStation. PlayStation. Was it on yeah.
2: what is it, Xbox Live or
0: something like that? No. So so one. Now it's yeah. I wanted to bring this up also because last Friday and for whatever freaking reason they didn't promote it, but last Friday, Katamari Ru dropped. Reroll. For the Switch dropped, which is a, a basically the a, a remastered version of the PS version uh, of the PS game, uh, with some updates and some new music and new boards and stuff like that. But it was originally a PlayStation game. It was always a Japanese import, because import, as you can see, it's a it's a as Benami says, a disturbing idea. But it was incredible, and it's always been an incredible game.
2: Yeah, this shit look. This I'm looking at it now. I'm Are you looking, looking at, the, at it? The, the, and the yeah, titular character. Said,
0: you, 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 you start out the size of maybe a paperclip, and you just keep rolling this, this magical, universal sticky ball, picking up things. <laughs> and snow. as you pick literally things, and when I say things, I mean that in the most general way possible. You pick up lint, uh, uh, bugs, other paperclips, erasers, little things until you get to a, certain, a larger size. Just like a snowball. Once you get larger, you can start picking up larger items. And larger and larger until you picking up things like cars, then buildings, houses, houses apartment Sky buildings, straper. skyscrapers, clouds, blocks. Um, literally contacts. at one point you, you could pick up the weather. Like literally, it says yeah. you picked up the atmosphere and <laughs> like like it's insane. Until and, and the whole point is to roll up the universe to make your your king of the universe father proud. Yep. God king bless you co- Excuse me. King plays. of all cosmos.
1: Yeah. and and straight up and down the music is some of the greatest music you'll ever hear in a video game yes. and it's also one of my probably I I'd, I'd say top 20 25 games of all time easily. No,
2: mm. so, uh, well, yeah. if I if I find another hour in a day maybe I'll give it a uh, chance but I will say yes. God bless anybody who plays this game or goes to watch Spider-Verse High.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh okay. I,
2: I mean I did wow. both of those. Yeah, because did wow. Wow. Because, uh, wow.
0: because wow. Because wow. Uh, done and done. Next question comes from Philip Winslow. They write, Widows is getting no love from the mm. nominations, and that is Widows the movie. Did the Oscar campaign backfire for this brilliant film? Um,
1: I I, I got to keep it real. I'm one of the few people out there who did not think that Widows was like the greatest film of the year or any of that. I do feel like a uh, Oscar campaign like that might have backfired on it. I think Widows is one of those movies that delivers on a lot of levels, but it just doesn't all come together. And there's certain points in it where it's like, mm, okay, these people just, you know, they're there to do. Like Liam Neeson's there to do Liam Neeson stuff. You know, Viola Davis is there to do, <coughs> you know, her thing, but we've seen her do her thing. You know, it's like, I feel like these people are all like, yo, let me do my thing in this movie. And then we are you know, we were talking about this, so it's like, I feel like people are suddenly blown away by Brian Tyree Hill when you should have been watching the last two seasons of Atlanta and realizing who was carrying this show from the very beginning. Like, straight up and down. Even though everybody involved in that show is great, I thought from the gate he was, like, just destroying everything. Like, you know, I got to rap. I stare at people at ATMs. Like, (laughs) What? Come on. Well, I, I really do give,
0: I'm not going to say he carried a show. I give credit to the whole ensemble Oh, no, cast. everybody,
1: the whole ensemble is incredible. Yeah. But I felt like he was the standout from the gate that maybe a lot of people weren't giving as much credit to because Lakeith gets that weird vibe where everybody loves him. You know, then Donald Glover is, of course, the you know, this creative genius that people are just gravitating to. And, you know, Brian's a bit Darkskin dude. So, you know, there's that. But... No, he's definitely great in the film. I think everybody's great in the film, but I also think it's a real big year. And, you know, saying, yo, we're an Oscar film backfires a lot of times. Like, uh, I was, what's the, the Moon Man movie um, with Ryan Gosling, where I know they were going for their Oscar. First Man, is seen, that what it called? Yeah, First Man, yeah. See, I ain't seen nothing really about that. Like, now that, the Oscar, now that the real buzz talk is coming around, I haven't really heard it like that for that. Well, I'll you know, say I haven't,
2: I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I plan to see it and catch all these movies before the end of the year. But to me, I know the goal is to like start ramping up all these um, other awards before the Academy Awards. But I don't think you can judge it until the Academy yeah. Awards nominations come out. Because if, mm-hmm. if that was the target, then I need to wait until the Oscar nominations are announced. And then if they yeah. don't make anything, then yeah, it was a failure. Now, if you told me it was an awards campaign, not just an Oscar awards campaign, then it's different. Then they yeah. clearly would have failed. But if their main target was just that, then I'll I'll wait until the nominations come out to judge.
1: It's just rare that when you <laughs> don't make the Golden or the Screen Actors Guild that something, you know, it's like one of those, you gotta start getting like, you know, it's like, I don't know what that compares to. Well, I guess it's like the NBA where you gotta go through the you know, first rounds to get to the finals. Like, you just can't, right. you know, suddenly be in the finals. You got to win at least one or two of them joints, you know. Other people might lose them for you, and then you, you know, just happen to be in the finals just the other teams fell off. But you still got to win something to get there. I hear you. Yeah, so we'll see, though. You know, yeah. I think Ms. Davis should definitely still snag a best supporting actress for her, you know, for Widows. All right. Or at least nomination, yeah.
0: And rounding it out, last question comes from Love 85 Where can I get them fire three flame emoji mixes or beats that DJ Van makes for the podcast?
2: Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot.
1: Yeah. Uh, Thank you all very much for thinking that I'm actually making all of those joints. I've only made or been participant in making a couple of them. Most of them, I or Jeff or anybody, you know, Tatiana, who's editing the show, working on the show, we all are digging in these internet crates at all times, you know, for joints. People send us joints, you know, we usually give credit to people when we can, all that good stuff. And if you want mixes from me, where I have a For All Nerds Volume 1 mix on there already, which contains a lot of the beats that we use on the show. And a lot of other LB remixes relating to geek stuff. It's on DJBenAmeen.com along with a ton of other mixes. I mean, all kind of joints. So I got all kinds of stuff on there. And one of these days when I find another extra hour in a day, we're going to knock out volume two of the Four All Nerds mix series. Well.
2: DJ Ben ha Beats. Right.
1: Ben ha Beats.
0: Nice. And that's it for the guac.
1: Lovely As always, make sure you send in your questions to contact at ForAllNerds.com or hit us on the Twitter or Instagram at ForAllNerds. And now the guac is over. You know, a couple things before we get out of here. But, you know, I mean, come on, folks. it's what you've all been waiting for. I mean, guac and all that's dope. But it's now time for Comic Psycho! Word up and shout out to everybody using the comics I copped hashtag. Right before we started recording, I was on the Twitters looking at people using that hashtag. Yo, people don't even at me anymore. They just straight up buy comics and use the comics I cop <laughs> hashtag. It's so dope. I mean, salute. You know, don't at the show nothing. Just comics I cop. I saw a shout out to the Blur girl. Yo, she had like all four covers of, or not all of them, but four of the Iron Heart number ones. I only got one of them joints, and she had one of the exclusive ones that cost a pretty penny. So, very well done. Um, but I have got to shout it out, Jeff. Everyone, I I mean everyone, this book is about to be. When we drop the Four All Nerds Awards next week, I'm definitely going to have to include Immortal Hulk. The first trade is out by Al Ewing. It is going down as one of my books of the year. Wow when i When I talk about books like Vision when I talk about books like *Wicked and Divine, when I talk about books like Omega Men, its I don't know how long he has planned on Immortal Hulk. I hope he goes on for quite a minute. And I can't wait to have Al on the show to talk about it because there's so much in this book. But just a simple explanation for the first trade especially is that imagine a horror story with Hulk in the center of it, every issue, and usually like a different horror story but that has an overarching theme that you're just really getting into the, at the end of the whole five-issue trade. But I love it because each issue pretty much tells its own ill-ass horror story. But it's all centered around the Hulk and Gamma Radiation, and there's a bigger story behind it. And if you're a long time fan of the Hulk, like, it's so ill. There's a panel in this book that references this one issue I had of a random run of the Hulk from when I was a kid that effed me up as a kid. Like, when people talk about creepy stuff, it was this issue with the whole thing as a kid really messed me up, what? you know, because it was a real creepy psychological issue. And they referenced it in this trade. And so I can't wait to talk to Al, because I want him to be, yo, did you read that when you were a kid? Did that, or did you read that now? Did
0: that bring up repressed memories for you?
1: I mean, when I was a kid, that issue was bad for me. You know, <laughs> without getting too personal into my life, that just as a kid, that issue alone was bad. I mean... The issue dealt with his father. That's something that is brought up in this trade as well, is uh, Bruce Banner's father. And that issue dealt with his father and child abuse and a lot of other stuff like that. So that was an ill issue. And this run is one of the illest runs of five issues that I've seen in a mainstream comic in a long time. Like, it's up there with the first five issues of Vision easily. So I can't wait to see where it goes. I'm not sure what number they're on right now. But this joint's out of control. And also, I'm uh, about, I got through, I'm not even that deep into it because I just started reading the uh, Abbott trade today by Saladin Ahmed about this woman, Abbott, who's a photojournalist in Detroit, Michigan, and in the 1970s. And she's battling like some supernatural stuff that's going on there while also battling being a black woman in the 1970s in Detroit. So it's ill. Saladin is a beast. You know, Black Bolt is by Saladin. That's Mm -hmm. one of my favorite. Another one of them series that I rank up there when I talk about great, just like Black Bolt was 12 issues of just boom, you know, like Vision, 12 issues, boom. I don't know how long Immortal Hulk is going, but whoo. And, you know, Abbott is a self-contained trade. It's like I think whatever how many issues is in the trade, and that's the whole story. Fire.
0: And also, be on the lookout, December 19th. Friend of the show, Mm -hmm, Vita Ayala, mm -hmm. is hitting with this Live Wire issue one dropping very, very soon. Uh, If you haven't already, make sure you go to 4AllNerds.com or 4 TV on YouTube to watch the video interview that I did with them back at Comic-Con. Very, very cool, cool story. And I know you said uh, Live Wire has, I think I called it uh, Technomancer, but you said uh, Technomancer. What did you say? Techno telepathy?
1: No, techno technomancer techno uh Technopathy. technopathy. Yeah, with technokinesis. Right. Te- is it technokinesis? Well, yeah, technokinesis, technokinesis.
0: Mo- that, that, that implies movement of tech. Uh, this is complete with interaction with with tech. Um,
1: Everything with tech. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, and and the character is a person, woman of color. Thank you very much. Um, mm-hmm. Really dope story.
1: Dreadlocked. Too. Yeah.
0: Really dope you know. story. Definitely check it out again. It drops December 19th. Thank you again, to Vita Ayala, for that dope interview.
1: Mm-hmm. Shout-outs to Joe Illich. Much more on that situation. Uh, I guess we can speak on that now because Joe Illich has left Valiant Comets. There's a big open letter to the industry and the Hollywood Reporter today. As you hear this, it's mm-hmm. already out there where he talks about his exit. And we're going to have him on the show very soon to talk about everything, what's coming up next for him, all that. This is Crazy because I talked to him at uh, Comic-Con this year and he was like, yo, Valiant, Valiant for life. And now, you know, things change. He says it's a happy exit, though. Both parties are happy about it. You know, read more on that Hollywood Reporter and wait for us to talk to him over here.
0: Nice.
1: Yep. i uh, always use that hashtag, comments I Anything from you, Jeff, this week?
2: Um, what was it this week? I've been reading still catching up and um up to date on everything spider getting Uh I've been reading some Fantastic 4. That's been uh that's been a fun ride so far. And uh sometime this week I'm going to catch up. I have about 3 or 4 issues behind of um Batman. So I and I've heard like a lot of great things about it. One thing that, that came out that I saw, news, news from Chip Zdarsky, who was writing Spectacular Spider-Man, mm-hmm. the first 10 issues. They're coming out with a miniseries called Spider-Man Life Story, right? And it's a retelling of Spider-Man's origin as if he aged when he, as, uh, in, at the mm-hmm. rate of when he came out. So he dropped yep. in the 60s. So from the 60s as a, ch- as a teenager to now, they're going to be telling that story of how he aged throughout the decades and what he's been doing. And Zdarsky is a great writer. He captured the humor and the, the core elements of Spider-Man well. And this is something I've never, literally never seen before. So whenever this is out, mm. I'm on it. I'm on top also of
1: it. Also, one last one that i got to get to the store and pick up myself now is the first issue of Miles Morales' new comic, which is so perfect for once Marvel gets it right because they got Saladin Ahmed on the new comic, which dropped in stores this week, issue number one. Make sure you pick that up as soon as you see it.
2: That's right. That yep. was this so week, So that dropped right? this week along with oh, yeah, Into oh, yeah. the Spider-Verse. It's, it's That's waiting perfect, for me. Yo,
1: I love it. So Yeah.
2: And I mean, the, yep. to be fair, that Ironheart number one, yeah, they, they got right too. They, did, they, they got get, real right. They got real right so, on that. They
1: yeah. got real right on that. But I just mean about with the timing yeah, to have yeah. the movie, you know, hitting and in the comic. So when they go into the stores, they'll actually be able to get a comic that, you know, feels like the movie. So it's a really good time.
2: Shit, <laughs> Bro, and, and, and to a lesser degree you think spot again yeah, was about true indeed, true indeed. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i, I hear you and also um yeah fyi just talking about um live wire just looked it up because i was i looked up uh technopathy tech all of this like we we all out here trying to define metaphysical shit <laughs> but um i technokinesis is actually a thing and it and it is like the ability to uh, manipulate technology, including even a psychic ability that allows for mental interface yes. with computer data. I think this this should be my superpower. I
0: think actually, I need well, actually, over again. Well, actually, uh, uh, a comic oh, book woman go. pushing glasses go. up the nose.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I saw her. That literally <laughs> describes me, sir. Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I...
2: Well, there can't be can't, two. I they mean, can't, no. This, this is but it can only be baby. one. Then there's multiple Highlanders. <laughs> what I you mean?
0: <laughs> this is the rap game, and it's two female rappers, okay? It can only be one.
2: Wow.
0: Wow. Ah, ah, wow. Hit ah. up wow. Jeff J on the Great Vine TV. I saw that episode.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. Wow, this. Is but um, what we're no, doing. that was actually, hmm. I, and, and I don't believe that you guys. Before somebody starts saying to me angry tweets, I was. just... I do believe
1: that is how the industry plays. That it, is so. how the industry
0: plays it, but that's not how what I believe. I'm actually just plugging Jeff being on the Grapevine TV.
1: Yeah, no, never that, never that. Yes, ma'am. Anything else before we get out of here tonight, folks?
0: Make sure, as usual, you are subscribing, rating, and commenting on our show on the interwebs, particularly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Please make sure it is imperative that you are subscribed and that you share with others that you are subscribed. When we post these links, whether it's to our videos, our website post, or the show itself, please listen and share with everybody you know. It means the most and it does make a difference. Your vote does make a difference in this case. Um, in addition, if you would like to help us continue the journey and help make us, uh, help us build to be more incredible, please hit up our Patreon for all, excuse me, patreon.com slash for all nerds. You might want to hit up that five <coughs> rec. They're saying.
1: hmm And, you know, we don't say this enough, but if you want to join the for all nerds team, if you have any ideas that can contribute in any way to the mission that we are on, to Spread geek culture from the perspective of people of color. Then hit us up contact at forallnerds.com.
2: Well, they can't end like that, can we?
0: Yeah, why not?
2: You just gonna fade, it's gonna boop, 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 yeah, and for all come, Patreon, for all nerds, like that.